As a leader, you should constantly be watching others, but that doesn't mean you have to desire to be them. One of the challenges I've had with social media is the balance between learning from those who have succeeded in the areas that I want to be while simultaneously trying not to envy that success. Do you know that feeling? Like those people you look at that you want to learn from, you want to get to that level. And so you're trying to consume what they put out, but at the same time, you're balancing this feeling of like, why am I not there yet? What would I do if I could have that success? See, social media is this incredible tool for learning. You can study how someone posts, how they used to communicate about their business, what they've learned, how they built their brand. Like there are clues everywhere for us online. Clues that will lead to all kinds of success from a fitness standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint. It's all about how do we read it, consume it, and then use it. It's great for all sorts of educational things. It's great for entertainment. With the click of a follow or unfollow button, you can curate your feed with all sorts of amazing content. But there's also a downside to social media especially when we use it mindlessly. See, that, that's when comparison starts to sneak its head up. The killer of joy comparison just runs wild on social media. And if we're not intentional with how we're using it, we set ourselves up for failure with it. Everywhere you scroll is just this perfect picture of someone doing something great. It's not like people are really talking about their losses. We even know this, like mentally, we understand that social media is a snapshot, but it still doesn't always make it easier to see certain victories or to see certain accounts get likes and comments and followers and and yours doesn't get to that level. There's all sorts of things that can go wrong if you're not intentional with how you use it. And as a leader, you have to be incredibly intentional with how you're using the online space because What you're consuming is impacting how you're influencing. What you're taking in influences what's coming out. Sometimes, you know, you can even clean out your account. You can clean out your following list on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can go back in and only add certain accounts that you want to follow. And you can still struggle mentally seeing certain things on there. Sometimes... Like, maybe it's just me, but it it feels like being on social media can create more mental anxiety than mental growth for me. But it, it doesn't honestly have to be that way. And really, the subtle shift starts with how we start talking to ourselves about it, how we actually use the platform, use our feed. I talked about that your role as a leader has to be different with what you do. Because not everyone is a leader worth following. Not everyone wants to lead. Not everyone is going to win. We've talked about this. Not everyone wants to show up and compete every day. But the ones that do, you're going to be looked at differently. And so you have to act differently. You have to be different. And so I would challenge you that this year, maybe you should look at how you interact with social media differently. A lot of you have probably already unplugged for a while, whether it was a day, a weekend, a month. Maybe you're still offline. But my challenge to you would be to look at social media as a place to connect with other high-achieving people, to engage the people that follow you, whether you have 50, 100, 1,000, 100,000 people following you. People care 
about what's going on in your life. So how are you engaging them? And then lastly, to learn from the people ahead of you, to share with those behind about how you got better. To take what you need to learn or what you learn from others and share it with other people. A lot of times we have this idea, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether who knows what it is, that because we don't have everything figured out, we can't share anything. We can't help someone else. And as famous marketer Pat Flynn, if, if you know Pat Flynn's work, if you've seen him, he's got a great podcast in YouTube and Pat talks about, you don't have to be light years ahead of people to help them. You just have to be one step, one single step ahead of them. And teaching them how you took that step and how you got to that point helps them. So what I want to do today for you leaders, for those that that feel that push and pull, that, man, I want to be online to connect and learn and grow, but at the same time, I have that mental struggle. I want to tell you the four steps that I took to improve my relationship with social media and better maintain the focus on my race, my lane, what I'm trying to do, where I'm trying to go, instead of comparing my life to everyone else's. The first thing I did, you're going to have to do is learn to control what you consume. Control what you consume because what you consume is eventually what's going to be what you put out. You know, you, you eat enough donuts, you're eventually going to put on some weight. You're not going to be able to perform athletically that well. You drink enough beer, you're going to be hungover the next morning. You're going to be dealing with the hangover. You consume greens and healthy stuff and water. You're going to be able to perform at your best. You're going to be in better shape. And the same works with our mind. What we consume influences what we put out. So what I try to do is is about every month or every other month, I review my list and who I'm following. Literally, I'll get on Instagram. I'll get on Twitter and Facebook. Who am I following? What am I seeing in my feed? On Instagram, I actually review the feed to see if the content that's on it is the kind I want. And and I make notes that if I'm noticing certain triggers inside it, if I notice that I get a little bit of anxiety when I see these types of posts or from this person, or if, you know, this makes me feel a certain way, then I'll unfollow certain accounts. Yeah, I'll unfollow anything that creates an unhealthy response in me. And then what I try to do then is that look at the accounts that I enjoy following. Who do they follow? Who are they engaged with? Because if I enjoy following them, they're probably engaging with other similar accounts. And so that's what I do on Instagram is I review my feed and I unfollow anything that makes or creates an unhealthy response in me. And then I look on my accounts for who I already like to follow and who they're following to see what fresh things I can add to my feed. Keeps my feed fresh and my mind in a little healthier spot. On Twitter, I practically got rid of majority of my following. I actually don't ever get into my main feed anymore. What I did was I cleaned out a ton of accounts from my following, but then I created private a list for all the accounts that I want to follow based on topics. I have this whole set of private lists. I've got a mental performance list. I have a leadership list. I have a sales list. I have a list for just my teams like Carolina Panthers or TCU football. I have a list for friends. I have all sorts of lists, so that way I don't even get into my news feed anymore, that main feed. I just jump in and go straight to my list so I can control what I consume. That one exercise has actually changed how I interact with Twitter because I found I was having all sorts of anxiety and I was having all sorts of issues being on that account and that feed all the time consuming, not creating, not sharing, consuming. So I had to be more intentional with how I use it. 
you don't honestly have to follow every person you know. PSA announcement. You don't have to follow every person you know. Find the people that add value to your mindset, your relationships, your life, and then follow the rest. It's your feed. It's going into your mind every day. Make sure you're intentional with how you use it. So the first step, control what you're consuming. Second thing you need to do is control how long you're consuming. It's easy to get caught in the trap of scrolling for hours. If we're ever going to start using social media to learn, to hopefully influence others, we need to learn to set boundaries for how long we're using it. If it's a platform for us to learn, what are the boundaries we're setting with it? Because if you think back to school, like you were only in class for 45 minutes or an hour and a half, and then the bell would ring and you'd go to the next class. It would signal a stop. You'd get up, move, and go. But how many of us are using that same boundary with social media? And how many times are we just picking it up every time we have a break, every time we feel bored, every time we feel uncomfortable? I try to post multiple times a day. A lot of you follow me personally. You follow the Compete Every Day accounts. And so I'm trying to have things posted throughout the day that are beneficial to you. But to help me, I hop on with two intentions. I try to comment and engage. I set a goal last year to comment 15 times a day from the Compete Every Day account to people that engage with us, to people that follow us, to users of our hashtag. I get on and follow and engage. Once I get those 15 comments in, I try to get off. I then scroll specific accounts for friends, for people I know that are sharing stuff, and I try to comment and like, knowing that my engagement helps their engagement. In both instances, I've set an alarm in my phone for a timer. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever that is, I set the timer so that when it rings, I log off. I I don't know about you, but like I tend to always work better when I've got a deadline. Like if I'm traveling and I've got to be out of the room by 10 a.m. to go somewhere, I will get more done between 8.30 and 10 a.m. than some days I would get between 8 and 5 p.m. if I'm at home. We always work better under constricted timelines. So Use the alarm to set a deadline so that you can be more intentional with how you're using your feed, how long you're in that feed, instead of having the negative habit of just scrolling. So number one, control what you consume. Number two, control how long you consume it. Number three, control why you consume it. The key to improving your relationship with social media and and transforming it from this addictive consumption-only feed toward using it of value is understanding why you get online. Honestly, you you don't have to email me and tell me why you get online. It doesn't matter why you consume it, but it should matter to you. And you should be real with yourself of why you get on there. Are you on there to, to learn and pick up tips and motivations to help your daily mindset? Are you scrolling and learning on how you can improve as a leader, how you can improve building your business? Or are you using social media just to keep up with the Joneses to see what he did or she did so you can try to match it? Do you get on there just to get the likes? Or do you get on there to help people with what you know? It it doesn't matter to me. It's your life. But as a leader, you have to have a better handle of why you spend time online so that each time you log in, you know what you're doing there. You're not doing it to fight boredom. You have a reason for logging on. Knowing that you get online to connect with other people will put your focus when you log on into commenting and engaging with those new accounts instead of just scrolling the feed. Understanding that you're online to learn 
We'll help you set boundaries to which accounts you go follow and what you take from them and apply into your own life. Understand why you're using the platform to improve how you're using it. So let's recap. Number one, you're going to control what you consume. You're going to, it doesn't have to be spring, but you may need a spring cleaning of who you're following. Number two, you need to control how long you consume. Number three, control why you consume. And number four, this one's a big one for those of you here that, that want to compete, that want to be leaders, that want to set the tone. Number four is create for someone else to consume. See, by now we've talked about controlling what content we consume, how long we're on it, why we're there. But as leaders, our job is not to create followers, it's to create other leaders. That's what this is all about. Our job is to use the platform we've built, whether we are on day five or 500. It is our job to use our platform to help other people compete, help other people show up more present in their work, help other people show up more consistently for their family. It's our turn to pay it forward by creating something of valuable for someone else. And here's the deal. I know this is going to drive some of you crazy. It drives me crazy at times and it's hard to do, but quit worrying about your likes. Quit worrying about if you post a picture or a quote and no one sees it or comments. Do you know how many times I've posted on my own account or Compete Every Day's account asking for comments or dropping emoji or this and we get nothing? And I used to take it incredibly personally. Like I used to get pretty butthurt about it. But then I realized I wasn't posting on that account for my own pride, for my own ego. I was posting it because I felt that that message was important for someone else to see, to encourage someone else, to equip someone else building their mindset, to keep them going. See, I took the focus off of padding my own stats on how I can help someone else pad theirs, how I can help someone else succeed. And and when you start to do that, when you start to realize what I'm consuming, how long I'm consuming, why I'm consuming it, and then you start creating for someone else, you take the focus off of yourself and start putting it on how you can help other leaders, which should be every one of our goals. You just went for a three-mile run. You want to post that picture and say, man, this is day 25 in a row of me running. Boom. Post it. Remind somebody that consistency pays off and that they can do it too. Just missed a goal? Talk about how you missed that goal and how you're going to get back on track tomorrow so that someone watching you doesn't assume you always hit perfect, that you do mess up, that you have an opportunity to get up and get going, and here's the steps you're going to take. What we don't need are more people posting crap online. What we need are more leaders helping those online become leaders. Find something you learned from someone else online. Share it. Add your own commentary with it. Tag them if you just repost it. Just keep paying the value forward. If you got value from it, share it with someone else. Because someone else is following you, whether it's five people, 50 people, 500, 5,000, 50,000, 5 million. People are following you and they're looking for something. A lot of them are endlessly scrolling because they've never been told what to do, how to lead, how to show up, how to compete. And what if you were that person? What if you were that person? See, these are the four things that I started doing was was controlling what I consumed, controlling how long I did, getting real with my why, and then just focusing on creating for others. This changed my entire relationship with social media. Because for me, it was all about what can I learn, who can I encourage, and how can I pay it forward? 
And what I'm going to tell you is this game of comparison, this thing we get trapped into, it's really hard to be worried about how you compare to someone else when all you're focused on is how you can help someone who's already giving you their attention. Someone who's already said, I want to follow you. I want to see what's going on in your life. I want to learn from you. It's really hard to worry about what's going on in the world, who you need to compare yourself to, who you, quote, don't measure up to in your own head. When you look and say, how can I help someone that's already following me? How can I influence them? Because what you may not realize is there are people online that have 500 followers that have greater real life influence than people that have 5 million. There are people online that have 2,000 Instagram followers that when they post something and say, man, this is a cause I'm passionate about, or this is what I do to build my mental awareness, this is what I do to bounce back from failure, that when people actually read and engage it and apply it versus someone that has 500,000 followers, like don't worry about how many followers you have, worry about how you're serving the people that follow you. That's being a leader. Social media is an incredible opportunity to learn and develop your skills. There are some amazing accounts out there that just provide value on how you can keep showing up, how you can be better. But remember, it doesn't matter what the platforms are created for and the addictive qualities they put them there. You as a leader can use the platform for connection, for improvement, and for paying it forward versus comparing yourself to everyone else. So get on there, learn something, share something, and then get offline and go make moves. Because that's what a competitor is all about. I'm cheering for you this week. Go win your day.